T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Back in here on Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and the Odyssey app. Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you. Alex will be back tomorrow. Took an extra day off for the holiday. Uh, then we'll be back to the full show, I think, probably for the rest of the run. As Nick doesn't have any more trips to Germany planned and I don't have any time off planned. It'd be kind of weird, Nick, if you took, like, back-to-back ones. You're like, you know what? That was so nice. I'm going to do it again. I'm actually going to Vietnam here in a couple weeks. Vietnam? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess good luck with that trip. Why'd you say Vietnam like that? Like it would be weird. No, to to- it's just like that was of all the countries you could have named. I wasn't expecting Vietnam. That's why. All. What do you mean? Why do you have like preconceived notions as to where I would go? I don't know. I just didn't think you were going to say Vietnam. You want to go to Vietnam? Go to Vietnam. Don't stop it yet. It's kind of offensive. It's not offensive. Towards the Vietnamese? Yeah, it is actually. Because I said Vietnam? Yeah. I don't think in so. In like a condescending voice. I did not say it in a condescending voice. I said it in a shocked voice because I wasn't expecting that to be the country of choice for you. Right, because who would ever want to go to Vietnam, right, Cody? Yeah, exactly. Coming up in, uh, no, that's not what I said. No, you just said exactly. I was <laughs> trying to move on. Uh, I was just trying to, uh, I was just trying to move on. Coming up in about 30 minutes, we're going to give you a chance to rehear part of our conversation With Nate Taylor over The Athletic, we discussed in depth a lot was taking place there with the situation, obviously, in Buffalo and in the NFL as they await to find out. If you missed the news a few minutes ago, the NFL has announced that they will not resume the Bills and Bengals game this week. They have said, as of right now, the Week 18 schedule is not going to be impacted. But again, they've left some wiggle room, and they've not made a decision on whether or not this game will be played. Which brings me back a little bit to where I think what you called it earlier, Nick, which was hand-wringing. I think that there is... I think sometimes we want to view things as black and white. And I think that in this case in particular, there is a lot of gray. I think it is both fair 
to say that the NFL has made some right decisions here. Not playing this game this week is the right decision. Suspending that game last night was the right decision. Clearly the right decision. Maybe you're, you're bothered by the amount of time it took, but they made, at the end of the day, the right decision. But I also think that when a PA announcer last night comes on there, Nick, and they say they got five minutes to warm up, you are allowed to be critical of the NFL for what it is too much sometimes, which is a business. They acted like a business for a few moments in that game last night, and it was hard to watch, wasn't it? I know that's not the most important thing. I know that it feels like, I don't want to feel like the person who comes in here and it becomes like you're nitpicking these little moments to try to like find a bad guy. Because on the field, there are no bad guys, right? A normal tackle took place against a normal player and a guy got seriously injured. Went into cardiac arrest and he had to be revived on the field and he's currently in critical condition in the hospital. So everyone's looking for a bad guy. In moments of grief or pain, you're looking for somebody to blame. I don't want to come off that way, but the NFL has got to be smarter than letting Joe Buck come on the air and say that and then try to come out today and try to make it seem like you never did that. When we saw players starting to warm up, then we saw the two coaches starting to do this. Just learn from this, I think, is the point I'm trying to make here, Nick. Not, wow, how could you be such a... It's hard. It's hard in moments of stress and uncertainty and like to act the right way all the time, right? Like, if you're the referees, if you're the NFL, it is hard to make the right decision. It's like a critical moment. It is really hard to do all the right things and take all the right steps and do everything perfectly in those moments. But learn from this to know that if something like this is happening, just pause the game and figure out the rest later. I actually think that's what they're doing with not resuming this game this week. What they're saying is, you know what? You're not playing football against this team right now, and we'll figure out the rest later. That is actually a better strategy than in the moment being like, hey, you got five minutes to warm up. I know that he just got CPR for 10 minutes, but you got five minutes to try to figure it out. That was the point of the game. That was the only part last night where I was truly frustrated. Not the length of, you know, like whatever. The length of time, like he can frustrate you in the moment. Looking back on it, I understand why decisions take a long time to figure out, but just make the right decision in the end. We, we agree, Nick, that at least in the end, they made yeah, but the... I don't know... Whenever we talk about the NFL making a decision, I guess in my head, I always think like Roger Goodell is sitting somewhere in a control room, yeah. like in a big throne saying, okay, five minutes, game resumes. That's not how it works, obviously. Who is making that decision, ultimately? Who is the one that is saying, okay, five minutes? How do we know that was not a rule that was already in place that was sort of the default to go to in a situation like that, right? If a similar situation were to happen in it with a knee injury or a head injury, yeah. would it have played out the same way? Or was there somebody making a decision and somebody who actually verbalized, hey, five minutes, and then we're resuming this game. I don't know that. And how much information was that person privy to? I am to assume they knew at least as much, if not more, than the general public who was watching at home saying, really, five minutes? He said the league has informed. He said, I mean, he said the league. I don't think Buck's just saying that. He's sitting in a booth, man. He couldn't just go down and ask the yeah, ref. who is the league? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, when we it think of the, the league, it's just yeah. the shield. We just think of the NFL logo. Somebody had to have made a decision or they were just defaulting to whatever was standard protocol in a similar situation That's to which there is no such thing. There is no such thing as a similar situation, at least in the modern NFL, from what took place last night. They were night. trying to treat an abnormal situation inside of the rule book, right? And that would have felt like, well, I guess this is what we have in place. So we just keep playing. And I'm glad. You know what? Uh, this... 
anytime something like this happens, it's not like there's a lot of good things to be like, yay, we're, we're so happy, you know. It doesn't really work that way. I understand it doesn't work that way. I just, I get happy when there are good things that come out of it. Like, I mean, honestly, McDermott and Taylor coming together in that moment and protecting their players, good, great. That is fa- that is some of the best thing to happen last, it's like, they protected their guys. You know in a sport, Nick, that we largely criticize for doing the opposite? Like Kevin Clark, he wrote a really good article at The Ringer, and he, um, he, he made a good point about Jason Taylor. And I've listened to this interview. It was on Dan Levitard's show. Jason Taylor talked about secret, secret injuries, Nick, that he used to have, that you didn't even know he's had. We're like catheters tied up under his armpits, right? We talk about how Miami watched a guy stumble and then kept Tua in the game. We criticize the league all the time about not protecting people. This was a freak play, but they chose to protect their players from forcing them to play at least. The coaches had their guys in mind. They didn't try to just be like, hey, we're football players and we're, t- we're going to do... No, they, they watched out for them. That's good. The charity last night um, that blew up and is well over $4 million last night that originally had a $2,500 goal. The DeMar Hamlin had started. That's good. I'll take, I'll take the good sometimes. When you're stressed, moments of grief, whatever, when you're, it's good. 4.412 million, by the way, Nick, is what it's currently up to. As a reminder, when I clicked in last night, it was at $12,000. I don't know where it started. First time I clicked on the Chasing Ims Foundation Community Toy Drive GoFundMe page, it's at $12,000. It is $4.4 million. Good can come out of it. I think the NFL can learn from these things. It's just stressful. As far as the news goes, the last report from the Buffalo Bills Twitter account on his current health and status was that he is still in critical condition, the same hospital he was in last night, so we don't have any updates at the moment on the health of DeMar Hamlin. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we'll re-air part of the interview that we had with Nate Taylor earlier today, which we discussed the events last night, You know where the NFL kind of goes from this, how this is going to kind of affect the NFL season for the rest of the way because when something this big does, it just simply does. It will continue to affect it. So we'll replay part of that interview coming up here in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about the Chiefs for a second in regards to the team because I want the break, if we're being honest. And so when you look at what's happening on the field, Nick, you and I had a, a weirdly frank conversation that drove me to a different conversation altogether. I think this is probably one of those things. I don't know if they, you, uh, you love college football. You love college basketball. I like, I like college basketball more than football. College basketball, I feel like in baseball gets said, football gets said, so probably gets said in college basketball all the same in every sport. That you want your best players playing in their best moments, right? Like you want your best players, like that's why we talk about guard play. Is there a sport, is there a sport doesn't it doesn't apply to? No. Or like you want actually your worst You know what players it is? They, uh, they always, better. they say it differently in different sports. In college basketball, it's, Guard play in the NCAA tournament. You know why, Nick? Most of your best players are guards. And we talk about guard play in the NCAA tournament because those are the guys who make shots, right? Chris Jones is a player who makes shots at this point. I added it up, and I think you got the same number. I think Chris Jones has personally ended five games for the Chiefs this year. Like, he was the deciding play. Not that he made the biggest play of the game that inevitably won him that, that might have happened in the second quarter, turnover, whatever, Game-winning touchdown drive. It's not that other things didn't come into play, but Chris Jones is standing on there, finishing games five different times. Well, here, this, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll, I'll run through them for you. 
Uh, week three versus the Colts. They ended up losing that game. It was fourth and 14. The Colts are down by four. Chris Jones sacks Matt Ryan. Remember, that's the one that got called back for unsportsmanlike conduct because he said yeah. something naughty to Matt Ryan. That, that should have been a game ender, right? Uh, week six versus the Bills, third and 10. Bills are down by three with eight minutes to go. Chris Jones gets a sack for for uh, an 11-yard loss. Week seven versus the Niners, first and 10. Niners are down by 21. Uh, four, four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Chris Jones gets a sack. Week nine versus the Titans, third and 21. Chris Jones and Dunlap get that sack on Malik Willis. Week 11 versus the Chargers. He had two of them. One with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, one with 30 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, and then you take the one from this past Sunday. Chris Jones plays his best at the end of games when the Chiefs are trying to put opponents away. I feel like we talk about, not just me, don't you feel like everyone talks about that differently when they talk about offensive players in the NFL? Nobody ever talks about a defensive player being... Like that, it like that. It's that it's as important that they do that. The only time that comes into conversation is the postseason, which is the same thing. Like, is Chris Jones just having a clutch year? Like, it, does this stat, does this year make you think that his postseason stuff is a fluke? Nick, why isn't he like this in the postseason? He's been clutch in so many moments for the Chiefs this year, right? Just consistently, over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if he learned something in the offseason, if this is just a product of him getting better and better. I mean, he is 29 years old. I mean, he's had years, years where he's this dominant. Yeah, I mean, in theory, this would be about the prime of a player's career, so it wouldn't shock me that this is just a guy peaking, and this is what Chris Jones' peak looks like, which is playing really, really well when you know the game is on the line and you are playing harder than you have at any other juncture in the game. But it's just, you know, and I guess that that's the, like, why. I still think that the reason why he's somewhat quiet in the postseason, some of it is shocked up to, in the postseason, more than even in the regular season, teams will sell out. They'll sell their soul to stop your best player. They'll, they'll, they'll do anything. They'll build out, you know, you know what? They will. They will just do anything to make it happen. And, I, and the Chiefs defensive end, at least it feels that way with, you know, with Chris Jones, that's the guy to stop, right? Nick, if you're going to stop one member of the Kansas City Chiefs, which one you stopping? On the defense? Yeah, there's only one answer. It's Chris Jones. You're not designing your, like, maybe for the Jets a couple years from now, it'll be Sauce Gardner. Like, hey, let's throw it to literally anyone with him. Hell, that was happening earlier this year. Sauce Gardner came out of a game in which they lost. They really hurt their playoff chances, and he's like, I'm sad I didn't get to make a bigger impact in the game because they threw at Sauce Gardner literally zero times. Sneed is a great corner for the Chiefs. They still throw at him, right? They, they still throw in his general direction. They don't just do that. They avoid Chris Jones at times, which brings me to a second player that I think is worthy of discussing. You, uh, you mentioned um, a nickname that you think is taking place. They might yeah. be laughing. We've discussed this what player a lot because place? it's, it's place. not. No, it took, okay. took hold a long time ago. Furious George is the player. in which Nobody calls him that. And that's a lame name. Are you only saying that because of Georgie Porgy put in pie? Nobody calls him that either, except for you. Yeah, a lot of people call and him like that. And like the other nine loyalists you have no, seen to there have was created. A sign. There was a sign on the Chiefs' sideline. Two signs, actually. One of them yelled. They were holding them right next to each other. They were signaling to a play on the field in yellow sign with black block lettering. One sign said P.O. The next sign said R.G. Couldn't what that have we, been about anything? No, it couldn't have been about anything. What else starts with P-O-R-G? Nothing except Porgy. Georgie Porgy. 
They were saying, hey, George, get a sack on this play. Guess what happened? Got a sack. Guess what else happened? Recovered a fumble. The more the name picks up steam, the better George Karloftis seems to play. Is that a mere coincidence? I think not. See their second most important defensive player? You want to go that far? Because I don't think you can get any lower than four. I'm dead serious. Like, if I said, hey, most important Chiefs players right now in defense, Chris Jones, one. Sneed, two. two. Yeah. But you can't get any lower than four before you say Karloftis, right? Nick Bolton? Yeah, because of the position he plays. I mean, that is a premium position. You need to get after the quarterback, and that's what we talked about all offseason long was the Chiefs need more help in the pass rush game. He is now your second best sack. He is five and a half sacks. That's second on the team. That is one of the Chiefs' strengths. He is a reason for that. Like I don't think you can entertain any other player on the defense besides the one. I mean, I guess you're going to toss in McDuffie, but McDuffie plays an important position. He's not more important than George Karloftis, especially if George Karloftis is getting sacks. I'm actually relatively confident now. They found a 10-sack guy in the, in the draft, which makes the Frank Clark decision in the offseason, as much as they've been holding on to that, Nick, thank God you don't have to do that anymore, and you don't have to spend the offseason trading for a defensive end. Can't you go into next season saying Chris Jones and George Karloftis, that works, and then figure out the rest? You can go back into the draft, right? You can pick 32, pick 31, pick 30. You can take another defensive end if you want. That's cool. No big deal there. But you don't have to go into the offseason doing what you've done the last two offseasons, which is do we have to give up a valuable draft asset in order to trade for a functional pass rusher to feel like we have that going? You can go into next season saying, hey, George, we're going to need nine, ten sacks, man. So just so you know, we need that out of you now. Whatever we traded for when we got Frank Clark, you're that now. You should be riding a, a, a high at this point because you had listed the players that had more sacks their rookie season than George Karloftis does right now. And it's a list of who's who of the Chiefs' future or current ring of honor. And George Karloftis started slow. Four of these sacks in the last five games. Had he found, and we talked early in the season, the first five or six games were like, boy, Karloftis showing up a lot. Had he run into a couple, Nick, we'd be talking about a guy, just a couple early when it certainly felt like he could have. We would be talking about a guy who was leading the NFL in rookie sacks. Because the guys who were ahead of him were only like three ahead of him. They're not way ahead of him. They're two, three sacks ahead of him. They both play for the Detroit Lions, which is weird in its own right. Yeah, one of them just started playing like a month and a half ago. Yeah, what the hell happened there? Is uh, it just playing next to Aiden Hutchinson? Does that help? I don't think Aiden Hutchinson's of that caliber quite yet. I mean, he does leading the rookies in sacks. Okay, he's not T.J. Watt, though, you know? How many sacks did T.J. Watt have is? Okay, well, way, let's, he, not, let's not get into this. Okay. I feel like we're, you feel like we're going down a bad path? Well, what's the point? Why are we now talking about T.J. Watt's rookie year, you know? And I think it was, by the way, I think it was like 10 and a half or 11. You're going to make me look it up if you keep bringing it up. I'm going to be too curious, and then we're going to have this conversation. I think it's more the long-term conversation that comes into that. By the way, T.J. Watt's rookie year had seven. Okay. Only seven sacks. So not nearly as many as you indicated, Nick. Wow. So this is like, this is the Bigfoot pizza thing, but for you. You tried to make Except it this seem is like something I didn't TJ even want to talk Watt. about. You tried to make it seem like. And I said, I think it was something like, you know, I did not give a definitive answer. Yeah. I, yeah, but you, you seemed pretty good. By the way, let's hear, let's talk about another fact. George Karloftis has more sacks than TJ Watt this year. 
Didn't TJ Watt miss like in games? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? Does not matter. You're not willing to entertain that portion of this conversation at all. Ergo? No. Yeah. Georgie Porgy Pudding Pie greater than TJ Watt? Is that what you're willing to say? Yes. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> you're just willing to go along with it. Boy, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a bold stance, Nick. That's a, that's a bold stance. I don't think I'm willing to say it. I only said it out loud is something you were saying. I'm not willing to actually go that far. Uh, quickly before, we're going to get to Nate Taylor here in just a few minutes. Can I ask you, I, I had a random question set up before, uh, before, you know, you know, we got in other conversations, we talked a lot, and we'll continue to talk a lot about DeMar Hamlin. I, so right before I left for work, Nick, I discovered water in the basement. Not uncommon, right? People find water in the basement all the time, especially when it rains a lot. I've had no water in my basement to this point. L- like a bottle of water? No, like water on the ground. Here's the problem. Could not find a single area of the house in which it came in. Nothing is wet. Maybe somebody spilled something. When? Not last night. It was in three different locations. It's impossible. My best guess is that the fridge broke. Kids are messy. How do I know if a fridge is leaking if it's not currently leaking? But there's no water around the fridge? There was water kind of near in front of it, but most of it had moved away. But the but it's it a basement floor. Away? Well, it's sloped. It's a sloped basement floor. Could have moved away. No, Could have started there. See, now I feel like you're just, like, crowdsourcing your home issues, like your home repairs. Like, I, I'm not a plumber. Like, I don't know. I'm not a heating and cooling specialist. So I I'm should not just, an electric, you're saying I should just call a plumber. I'm not an appliance expert. I'm not a handyman. I can't tell you based off Can your you explanation. I can't tell you based off your very, very limited explanation what is going <laughs> wrong with your basement. You have told me that there's water, water just because it rained. Here's what you've provided us with. That there's water in three spots in your basement, and one of them is kind of near... Your fridge. What's wrong? Like, you could ask an expert and they wouldn't be able to tell you. Uh, it's, I don't know, I need to come look at it. You want to come over? No, I'm After not an expert. Today? I'm not that guy. I did work at an Ace Hardware in high school. Did you learn some stuff? Yeah, but I can't. Can you fix anything? Or do I make fun of only Alex for being a non-handy person to show and you also no, can't change can a tire? Fix, I can, can you change do some a tire. Stuff? Yes, I can change a tire. I can assemble things. Can you use a drill? Yes. Do you build your own Ikea furniture? I mean, if you I, go pick it up, yes. you don't pay someone like gold? Correct, yeah. I got to find out what an, level to mock you. I could put together an entertainment center. I built a, my coffee table at my house. I built it using scrap wood and like um, uh, like uh, like steel like piping. There's like two There's two things that I generally home repair, call experts on because I'm unwilling to figure I can out. Run a, I can run a uh, sander. I can run a okay. – I can uh, <laughs> apply <laughs> lacquer onto wood. This is a weird list of things you're saying. <laughs> I guess, should I make the random question tomorrow? Hey, Alex, apply can you caulk, apply lacquer could, to wood? I could apply caulk to a shower. Okay. I'm feeling better about this every second. Yeah. You just lived in an apartment long enough that you haven't had to do any of those things. Is that what's occurred? Correct. But, like, I'm ready. Like, the second I become a homeowner, man, I'm going to start showing off. Here's what I think happened. I think the fridge broke. It's not that old, but I think it broke, and here's why. We had people over for our annual in-between game. Somebody, unbeknownst to me, stuck an entire 12-pack of Diet Coke into the freezer. Now, look, I didn't know that. What? And the freezer's not all that big, so I wouldn't have anticipated. First, I supplied two coolers full of ice that were empty, so you could put your beverages in there. Why would you put it in the freezer? So someone put some Diet Coke in the freezer. 
A few days later, I discovered the Diet Coke had exploded. Because I didn't know it was in there, Nick, right? It exploded, I cleaned it up, I put the fridge back together. My best guess is that whatever happened in that Diet Coke explosion was the beginning of the end of the refrigerator. And that today, this morning, when I discovered it, while walking out the door to come to work is the day that it died. But it's either I wait for the next rain or I wait for the fridge to drop more water and maybe all the water is already out of it. So it's just been sitting in the garage, plugged in, I moved it out of the basement and it's now in the garage waiting for the next move. I thought maybe you'd have some advice on this. But I guess not. Again, man. <laughs> like You guys don't like it when I ask personal questions and just well, try because to get advice it doesn't, from the text It feels line. like you're hijacking your own segment just to like get some free help. Hmm. Versus just I should call a plumber and make him come over. Make yeah. sure that there's not like that's what a I think you're actually doing. Somewhere. That's what I think you're doing is I think you're hoping that somebody on the text line is a plumber and then they gave you a satisfactory answer. Like this person, right? This person says groundwater coming from beneath the foundation from the hard rain. Bet you're considering that. Now it was a possibility, aren't you? I mean, maybe, but it doesn't seem like. Then what are you looking for? Why? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just wanted to talk about it. Maybe it's just a moment to vent. It sucked, Nick. I was getting ready to leave, and then there was water. And I'm like, oh, this is a little bit of water here. I wonder where it came from. And then I found more. And then the rug was wet, so I had to pull that hole, the, the carp, or the, yeah, the rug. I had to pull it up so I could set it out to dry. And then I threw the whole mattress pad into the trash can. It was a mess. And I was like, is it just that the fridge is broken, which would be the best solution? Because, uh, you know, a $200 fridge is a much bigger or a much easier solution than a pipe burst two weeks ago and I didn't notice, but I couldn't feel anything wet. Nothing else. Once I dried the ground, it was fine. The walls weren't wet. It didn't seemingly was coming out of the corner. It wasn't coming out of the bathroom. The toilet seemed fine. The shower wasn't leaking. I was searching everywhere for this problem, and in the end, it's probably just that damn fridge because of the Diet Coke. Yeah, probably so. Did you ever find out who did that? Yeah, I do know who did the Diet Coke. I actually, I actually need to apologize because I originally blamed Pete Sweeney. <laughs> Did you talk to the person who did it? Did they apologize? I have not approached the person who did it. Who is it? I What's was, their name? No, what, what is their does name? Is it important to know their name? Yes. I blamed do I know Pete them? Sweeney. Do I, I know, thought it was him. Do I, know, do I know the person? You do not. Okay, then what's their name? Well, if they're listening. I need to approach them before they, no, I have them on the air. No, they made a mistake. They need to pay for it. These are the consequences. This is what happens when you cross Cody Tap. Did they, did they get outed on the air for their yes. Diet Coke mistake? Yeah. They know who they are. We're going to dox them. They know who stuck that Diet Coke in the freezer. They, they know who they are. That's not enough. Publicly shame them. Humiliate Publicly them. shame them? Yeah, we them? need to humiliate them. So they'll never do this again. This could be like some little prank that they do. Every time somebody has a party, they think they get off on it. Man. Now, now my friend Brent, who was also at that game, but not the person who put the Diet Coke in there, is sending me appliance repair companies. There you go. Come look at my fridge. Yeah, you know, Google, you know, the random question of the day accomplishes what Google could accomplish in, in much less time. <laughs> just, <laughs> we can just continue with our actual show. Appliance repair companies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does seem like it's easier. We come back. We'll get to what's trending, and we'll play back part of our conversation with Nate Taylor from The Athletic earlier today. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets. 
first Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back in here on Cody and Gold, 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com. Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you for another half hour. Then we'll hand things off to The Drive and Carrington Harrison. We'll get you covered for the next four hours. I'm sure he'll talk, as we have all day, about what took place last night in the Bills-Bengals game. The terrifying moment for the NFL and DeMar Hamlin, who remains in critical care in the intensive care unit at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. The two things that have been updated to this point are that the Bills and Bengals will not resume game this week. The NFL has not made a decision on if they will resume that game at all. And as of right now, the Week 18 NFL schedule remains in place. The only other thing that's happened is, as much as Troy Vincent last night had said that they were never given five minutes to warm up, ESPN has released a statement saying that they stand by Joe Buck's reporting at the time last night that that's what they were told by ESPN league and game officials that they reported they were told moment and immediately updated fans as information was learned. So there was a lot of stuff going around last night. The game was eventually postponed, and that five-minute thing didn't matter, which we, of course, talked about with Nate Taylor over the athletic. This is part of our conversation discussing the events of last night from earlier. The way sports work, it feels like you're designed to compartmentalize, at least, right? This is 2022, or this is the 2022 season. It's not 2023, right? Everything is in this... This is a group that a very specific thing happens to, and then we get to do it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really – I don't know if the NFL is going to make a decision today, and I know that if they do, they're going to wait as long as they possibly can 
because I think they're hoping for good news from DeMar Hamlin today, knowing that things are moving in that, you know, that things are moving in a good well, direction. Well, that's, that's the other part of it is, can you make any decision? Well, you could always, if you, if you choose to cancel the game and just not play it or, and whatever that would mean, like, right, is it the Bills forfeiting? Is it uh, the game being a draw? You can even do that, whatever, whatever that is. If you're not playing the game, you could do that at any point in time. Uh, can you make a decision to move forward with a game without any update on his status? Like, if he just remains in critical condition, what doesn't worsen, doesn't improve, yeah. can, you, can you make a decision today and say, you know what, we're going to play the game? Here's the problem is how long do you let that string play out, Nick? I, I mean, this is a series of things. It could be two weeks before you have it. You know, like, we don't know the answer is coming today. This is the thing we're used to in sports is that normally by today you do have an answer, right? Has feeling and all that, whatever it is, right? Whatever the injuries that have occurred before, typically to this point we'd had some sort of answer about improvement or, like you know, whatever. And in this case, we don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's – like, I, I kind of go back to the thing I talked about earlier that happened on the morning show where Derek Johnson was talking about playing right after the Javon Belcher incident. It's – the NFL to this point in their history has always found some way to just keep chugging along, right? Like, eventually it becomes about the game again and not about – you know, I know that today and last night people weren't treating it that way, nor should they. But the NFL, the sport, the entity, they will eventually make a decision, Nick, whether they get an update on DeMar Hamlin's health or not. They have a, they'll set a personal deadline for when they have to make a decision, if they haven't already. As you've pointed out, it still very clearly feels like it should be the Buffalo Bills decision. If the Bills say, we'll play Cincinnati tomorrow, that's what the whole team decided, because that's it. You have to convince an entire team of people you have to convince 70 people in a room together, right? Everybody on a practice squad, everybody on a roster, every coach, 120 people, Nick. You have to convince, right? we have to come to this decision together. Not one of us can make this. Every, like, of all the times you say that as an NFL coach, this is one of those moments where it's like, no, there's no, like, we have to decide this uni- unilaterally. Because if there's some holdout here, then we can't continue to play this game. We can't keep playing. We just take the draw and... Forget about the opposite side of that because those are the things that occur in those moments. You you will have to, and the NFL will at some point be stuck in a situation where they have to make a decision one way or the other. And it's terrifying because right now everyone's just kind of waiting to find out if DeMar Hamlin's going to be okay. Because as of last night, there hasn't been like there hasn't been an update, if that makes sense. And that's again, that's why I think the Chiefs canceled their media availability today. Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid won't speak today. And they were scheduled to speak today, and I think the reason why they won't is because they, like every team, every NFL team, every NFL entity wants to know more before they're asked to speak exactly what's taking place. Nate Taylor, he joins us now from The Athletic. Nate, I don't know if you did get the email or not, but just so you know, the Chiefs have yeah. canceled their media availability. Yeah. Won't be t- you were driving, so I didn't want to like yeah, throw no, you in was- and you didn't know that. Um, I, I live fairly close to the station, so I did see it right as I was in my car getting ready to, to drive over. So, yeah. Um, that had kind of been permeating this morning, so it doesn't completely surprise me um, for the reasons that you yeah. have given earlier. Um, 
But even today, it's like, um, I think I'm going to make a, yeah, it's just like, do I need to write a news story about the Chiefs today in any capacity? And the answer is no. Um, so That's what it, yeah. yeah I don't there's disagree no, with you. There's, there's, no, there's no need. Um, and look, I, you know, obviously I was hearing you guys in the car on the, on the short drive over. Um, and, and again, thanks for having me on. But the NFL needs to recognize and realize that they have all they have is time. Like they're they do they don't need to rush. Um, we all have to keep Demar Hamlin's, you know, health at the forefront of all this, and so. Um, Take as much time as necessary. Like, if you got to move the schedule around, like, it will be understandable as to why you made that decision. But they don't need to rush anything. And then, of course, and I'm sure you guys have mentioned it earlier, um, I wake up, and obviously you go through and try to see if there's anything. Because I, I tried to stand up, or I tried to stay up as long as I could last night, but that was sort of emotionally drained. So when the yeah, uh, when, when the University of Cincinnati's hospital said that no update, they're not going to give an update. I I pat. I was just like, I gotta go to bed. Like I don't feel great. And waking up today, it's just like you, it it sort of dawns on me because I booked all this on Sunday night, knowing how the NFL operates the Week 18 schedule, and coming to realize that the next game scheduled. For the NFL is Saturday between the Chiefs and the Raiders at 3.30 Eastern time. Um, and what will be of that? So the NFL has time. They're definitely going to want multiple updates, not just one. They're, they're going to want yeah. multiple updates about DeMar Hamlin's um, health. But it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it's, uh, I mean, yeah. It's it's not. Feels like it's going to impact the rest of the NFL season, right? And this is going to loom over the. Yeah, I mean, it can. It affects two of the most important teams in the NFL playoffs. And it's gonna. It's just gonna alter careers. Um, you know, moving forward, whether it's T. Higgins. Yeah, guy God. On, that's a tough one too. It's the, like he just did a normal thing. He yeah. ran towards a player. No, it, that's that's one of the hard things in life to to live with and to go through is an unfortunate situation that you could not have foreseen. And also there's not like this immediate sign of guilt or blame. It's just the sport is inherently violent and yeah. you play the sport to the best of your ability and you try to make it as safe as you can, but yeah, there's a limit. Exactly. And, um, you just, you just don't know. And it's particularly unfortunate, um, that it happened in that fashion and that we all saw it. I mean, it's a, it's a nationally televised game. Um, so if they move the schedule back, um, and I mean that for all teams, not just Cincinnati oh, no, and Buffalo. Uh, if the, you know, if they move these Saturday games or this whole week 18 slate, like who knows? But if they do that, um, it's because this is so, um, so abnormal to just anything that we've ever sort of experienced since the sport has become the most popular sport in America. 
it's um it's, it's just it's just utterly heartbreaking. What do you what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll just have Cincinnati and Buffalo play tomorrow? Do you think they'll just call it a tie? Do you think they'll move the entire week 18 slate and take away that bye before the Super? Like what what do you actually think the NFL will do? In previous moments, and, and I, I I haven't looked this up yet, but when 9-11 occurred, yeah. they moved obviously everything back a week. Is is that correct? Yeah. Which meant that that Super Bowl that year was a one-week lead-up, not a two-week lead-up. And that was prob- that was primarily because this is a televised sporting event or televised league. Like, it is it is a function of, like, the television schedule in the country as much as the NFL's own business um, and how they construct their own schedule. So there's a possibility that they could do that. Um if you wanted to move everything back, including the Super Bowl run-up still being two weeks, that would move the Super Bowl past Valentine's Day. Which you could do. Yeah, because you have time. Um, I mean, the cities that are hosting these things, I imagine if you give them a five, six-week run-up, I get it, man. People spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They get a hotel room. You are asking people to completely alter their life. And the NFL But we is, just we just saw the most life-altering yeah, play that's in, it. In, in NFL history that you could argue. Like, could you imagine complaining about that? Like, oh, I mean, I gotta rebook my flight. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I just sorry. Like, I mean, the reason why I say careers are going to be altered is because, again, there's nothing that T. Higgins did wrong. There's nothing. There's nothing Demar Hamlin did wrong, but his heart had to be restored on the playing surface in front of millions of people. No one has ever experienced that in the NFL's history. Um, so my initial thought was like, man, this just reminds me so much of the Ryan Shazier, you yeah. know, the way his career ended. And you're and and then and then it gets even grimmer um because you see just the the response that I think is going to have a traumatic cumulative effect on guys and coaches moving forward. So I don't I don't think it's responsible. I don't think it's reasonable to ask the Bengals and the Bills to play Thursday or Friday. Like it's probably you like I just want the NFL to realize that like time is not an issue here. Like you got plenty of it. Yeah. And but I are think they I, gonna feel that way? Because like that's so hard to I'm, Because I'm, I still I'm think that I still to... think that Troy Vincent is full of it. Well, he has to say that nonsense yeah, today. But we know that they were going to put him back out on that field. Correct. And the coaches clearly said, we're not going to do that. Because they saw their players and said, like, the look on everybody's face yeah. that I can sort of, you know, crystallize into, like, one question was just, what are we What are we supposed to do? Like, that's the look on everybody's face. It's just, we know that the sport is risky. We know that the sport is violent. We know that that is part of the entertainment value is that it is violent, but it's not supposed to be this violent. So the question then becomes, what are we supposed to do? And if you're asking that and they're saying five to 10 minute warm up, treat it like it's a lightning delay or whatever. If the coach realizes that they're, they're asking that the players are asking that. And then I'm asking, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? They made the right decision, even though time told them not to, which was take take some time, discuss it together. This doesn't feel comfortable or reasonable or 
even humane, right? This doesn't feel humane. Yeah. So let's go back inside. Let's sort of experience our emotions as teammates, as the fraternity that is the NFL, and then let's get Roger Goodell on the phone. Let's get the player association on the phone. Why didn't he show up on video? Why didn't he talk last night? I understand he released a statement, but shouldn't he have talked? He's on the phone with multiple people last I, night. I get and it. I understand He's busy. I understand your point. And they're trying to figure out the logistics as best they can for a situation that is in the rule book, but you can't foresee these particular no. details as to like why this is in the rule book to begin with. It would have been beneficial had he found some way to um get on you know, most times you get on the phone, right? Like David Stern. Sure. When the um, malice in the palace occurred, like he got like his first sort of response was, was like, on the phone, yeah. was to get on the phone with like ESPN, uh, who was obviously their television partner at the time. Same with the still NFL. Is. Could have been on with Scott Van Pelt and yep. Ryan Clark last night. That that's probably the best, quickest you know sort of option. I think that would would have been reasonable was to get Roger Goodell on the phone to sort of give some um, transparency as to like how they're reacting to this how they're trying to find some form of the best possible solutions and obviously how did they you know get how do they get demar hamlin um as as the best as 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 his family has said the most exceptional best treatment possible and thank goodness that the university of cincinnati's hospital was um per espn's report was two minutes two miles excuse me two miles away from the stadium um but yeah it's just like you have time. I'm urging the NFL to just say that like you have time. Like there's no no there's no there's no countdown to you have to make a decision by this 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 time or that time or like, you know, the mechanisms of how the schedule's gonna play out. Like you just have time. Um and what Damar Hamlin needs is time to hopefully have his body heal as best possible, which is um which is obviously why today is mostly Today is really about him and just his the state of his health and as we pray and hope that it improves. Um, but for the business of the NFL, like they have time, like they don't they don't have to rush really anything, in my opinion. And that's what and this the conversation we had with Nate Taylor earlier today, the full interview up at six ten sports dot com. But this is kind of the conversation we had around what they're doing now is that the NFL has bought itself a little bit of time. I know. Jeremy Fowler reporting earlier that he kind of gets the sense that the Bills would be kind of surprised this game ever gets resumed. Obviously, that has massive playoff implications and all those things, but that Buffalo's focus is where it should be. It's on DeMar Hamlin. That's where the thing is. And, and I think last night they were trying to sort through some of that, and I'm understanding some of the time that comes with that and the timing needed for that because it was truly unprecedented last night on the field. I know we say that or people like accuse people of being hyperbolic, but I don't know, man, it's not easy. It's not easy doing this. Like uh, those moments in this show probably like, I wish I'd have phrased that differently or said it differently or, you know, whatever. It's easy to get, caught up in trying to have an opinion or in our case we're kind of supposed to or to try to not misconstrue something like it's it's difficult and I think the NFL last night was working through it in the end they made the right decision by not making them play any more football and by not making them play any more football this week 
I still kind of hope that they would just move the schedule around to give Cincinnati and Buffalo a chance to play this game. But we don't know that it's going to work out that way or if the NFL is going to do it that way. And in the end, I don't know that Buffalo cares. Like, I understand that from a team perspective, at some point, you'll wonder what if or whatever, depending on how this postseason stuff even run it. The whole postseason is going to feel weird as a result of this. There's no doubt. But at the moment, the only thing you care about and should care about is DeMar Hamlin being healthy. As of right now, by the way, there still is no medical update. They reported about an hour and a half ago that he's still in the ICU, still in critical care. They haven't given any other medical updates outside of that. Just that those kind of at a stalemate, at least at the moment, from a from an update on the health perspective. The only thing we do know, if you missed it earlier, is that the game will not resume this week. It will not resume uh, at any point that we know of yet. They just said not this week, that currently the Week 18 schedule is still intact and that they will make a decision on the possible resumption of this game between Buffalo and Cincinnati at another time. I assume that time would be when they get more information on DeMar Hamlin, but it could just be a logistics thing that they're trying to figure out if and when it makes sense to try to move the entirety of an NFL schedule to move back. Because at this point, if you're going to move it, right, Nick, you can't do it tomorrow now. If you are going to get this game resumed, you are going to have to move the entire NFL postseason to do it. I can't think of a better reason to do so, a more dramatic moment in the NFL, a more terrifying moment in the NFL to do it for, but it would still require them to do it. And that, uh, therein lies the challenge. The NFL has, you know, a little bit of time here now, as Nate Taylor had said, to try to sort through that as they, they try to kind of come to grips on what becomes next for them. By the way, the uh, figured to give one final update since I thought it was such a good story for the day. The GoFundMe page set up by DeMar for his toy charity drive. Uh, the original stated goal was $2,500. is now at $4.26 million. So hopefully DeMar gets a chance to uh, find a lot of good, do a lot of good with that. And it's amazing. Like, uh, even some of the people who are donating, like the Daltons. If you don't remember, Bill's Mafia donated a bunch to the Andy Dalton charity after they helped get them into the postseason one year. It's like, it's always just kind of come around. Do good things, and good things might come around to you. Because it was a really scary moment in the NFL last night, and there's no good way to feel good about it. We did four hours of conversations around it today, and you still feel like you're like, yeah, that's right. Uh, you don't end up getting a final answer by the time you do these conversations, have these conversations. Just know that it, it was a league-altering moment last night. Something will change in the way you consume, watch, or view football, especially for the players who are out there on the field. Like, that was one of the things that stood out to me about Nick. He's covered the NFL a long time, or about Nate. Nick, he's covered the NFL for a long time, and even he's like, these players are going to have to go through something different. It could change things for them forever. The final word. Thanks for spending uh, four hours with us today. The entire show will be back tomorrow. Thanks to Nick for sitting here for the four hours as well. We appreciate everyone for joining us for what is obviously a uh, difficult show to get through when you're talking about something so scary as what happened with Damar Hamlin last night. Appreciate the time as always. Stay tuned for the drive. They'll make sure to get you covered for the rest of the day as well. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 